this one here I'm going to keep it a beam with y'all man like I always do and tell y'all straight up and down I'm excited as hell for this movie I am excited I, I've been very quiet man I've been significantly quiet um, not necessarily online I've been very expressive about this on Facebook and you know um, Instagram not so much TikTok. I don't think I posted like a green screen video I should have when the trailer came out and I was going to I started to but I deleted the video because I felt like that you know I felt like what I was saying wasn't doing it enough justice at the time but you know, uh, as far as doing episodes on it, trailer reactions, I was actually going to go out of my way to take notes and do a whole episode breaking down my excitement for this and what, you know, what the movie was going to consist of. But I decided not to. But today, something told me I can't pass this opportunity up, man. There are some times where I just cannot let certain shit slip under the radar. And we got not one, not two, not three, but four clips for this movie, man. That is just fueling my excitement. I feel like this is going to be one of the most slept on horror movie bangers of 2023, man. And, I, you know, some people may tend to disagree with me. That's fine. But here's to the people out there that are as excited for this movie as I am, man. The Last Voyage of the Demeter. We saw a trailer for this movie probably a month or so ago. I'm not sure exactly how long ago it was. But I got to tell y'all, man. I didn't know much about this. Um, as far as vampire movies go, I the the news that I've been hearing for the most part is, oh, the new Nosferatu movie is is in pre-production. It's in post-production. It's in this production. It's in that production. Like they just keep updating people on the Nosferatu show. Oh, not Nosferatu. Is it is it Nosferatu or is it Salem's Lot? I can't remember. Okay, I want to say Nosferatu. But my thing is, honestly, if it is Nosferatu, now correct. Hold on. You know what? We're gonna get this shit together. Once and for all, let me see, Nosferatu, okay, 2024, this movie is coming out, okay, so I was right, it's not Salem's Lot, I was thinking of, you know, old vampire movies, mind y'all, I, I still haven't seen Salem's Lot, I started to watch it, I got like, probably like 10 minutes in, turned it off, not that it was born or anything, but we'll get to that, another, you know, another topic for another time, but I've just been hearing all this news about Nosferatu and the, the hype around it, and I'm just like, okay, I remember like last year or so, almost two years ago, doing the commentary for the original, what, 1922 Nosferatu, and I love that movie. Silent film, black and white, old school shit. I love that movie, man. I think that movie was brilliant, and it, it the way that it holds up, the creep factor holds up, if anything. Obviously, the effects, you know, stop motion, splicing the film reels together to make it look like special effects. That's fine, man. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with appreciating where we came from, you know. Um, but that's the news we've been getting for the most part as far as, you know, mainstream, big-name vampire properties. But this one right here, man, this is something, you know, when the trailer dropped, I remember seeing this trailer, and I was like, this looks, this looks great. Like, this looks creepy, this looks atmospheric, this looks intense, it looks like it might get a little vicious, looks like it had a little bit of hints of Daybreakers and the Descent up in there as far as how they make Dracula look, and we'll get to Dracula in a second, but, um, you know, the trailer was fire, man, the TV spots I haven't seen much of, but we do have four clips for the last voyage of the Demeter people, and I normally don't, I don't do too many of these episodes where we go, you know, we do first-time reactions to these clips, I think we did that with the Candyman, you know, 2021 direct sequel, 
Um, I'm not sure what else we've done that with, but we've done it. There's a history of it on the Tudor Reviews podcast, trust me. But, you know, this movie, this is obviously going to be based on one chapter, a single chapter of the, the, the original um, 1987 or uh, 1987. Jesus Christ, man. That, this this book was an 80s baby, apparently. The 1897 Bram Stoker novel, you know, the Dracula novel. But this is this entire movie is one chapter of the Bram Stoker's book for Dracula. But we all know how it is. We've seen this play out in Vampire in Brooklyn in the beginning of the movie where the boat crashes into the dock with uh, Uncle Silas and Julius. We've seen this play out in the beginning of Dracula 2000 where the Demeter crashes ashore or wherever it, wherever it is, wherever it pops up, you know, wherever it docks, everybody on board has been killed. And not only have they been killed, they've been drained of blood. You know, they've even either been maimed, torn apart, or drained of blood. You know, animals and humans. And the fact that they are taking this one chapter, I don't know if it's ever been done before. Somebody out there, correct me if I'm wrong. But the fact that they're taking this one chapter out of this classic novel and turning it into an entire movie, I think it's something special about this, man. And I'm going to tell you all why, because this is a movie that, if you've read the book, I don't know if they're going to change the ending up and some of the character fates for, you know, uh, movie sake. You know, they change things around for theatrical version, you know, theatrical um, necessities all the time. But I don't know if they're going to do that here and tweak some things. But for the most part, the fans who know how this plays out, they know how they know what's going to happen. You know, I think I just said the same thing twice, but it's like. They know what's going to happen here. You know that by the end of this movie, there isn't going to be a single soul on board of the Demeter. Everybody's going to be dead. Dracula is going to, you know, reign supreme. And, you know, that that's going to be it. I don't know if they're going to set this up for a sequel or what. But I feel like the fact that, you know, especially the people that are familiarized with the novel, the fact that you know how this is going to play out. And here we are still about to go into a movie that's either an hour or two hours long. You know, we know the fates of these characters, but we're still going to get into this movie and root for them anyway to take down Dracula, even though we know they're going to die. I personally, I, I, I love movies like that, and I think it gives you um, it, it, it gives you a different type of edge because you're rooting for a fate that ultimately is not going to change. You know, and I, I love that about this movie, man. Another thing I love about this movie is the fact that this director, now, y'all got to bear with me, Andre Ovredal. Now, I don't know if I said that in a Spanish accent or if he's Russian. There's like that, you know, I, what does it mean when you have an O, like an alphabet O with a line through it? Does that mean you're Russian or what does that mean? I'm, I'm not sure what that means, but this is the same director from Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. And when I say this movie, it, it's no surprise. I didn't know that at first. But I should have known because it's no surprise. You know why? Because the cinematography is beautifully dark and morbid and gothic. It is just dripping atmosphere. And there's just there's so much eerie about it. That's one of the things that I very much admired about Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Now, granted, that move that is not a perfect movie. But God damn it, if you're going to talk about, you know, movies that were based off of, of children's books that were horror themed. It's a hell of a lot better than Goosebumps, miles and light years ahead of the Goosebumps movie. But I feel like Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, while it should have been rated R, 
they took as many liberties as they probably could have with that PG-13 rating, and that movie has got one of the greatest atmospheres that we've got in the you know in the past decade or so. I love the entire look of that movie, and shout out to you know shout out to the crib, shout out to Pennsylvania, man. It took place in a fictional town of Pennsylvania, as far as I'm concerned. I don't I don't think that's a real town out here. If it is, then I. I would definitely be misinformed and I would be concerned because the jangly man was running loose in that motherfucker. Did they catch the jangly man at the end of the day? I don't remember. But this is the same director. He's got that, um, you know, I don't want to go as far as to, to, you know, um, you know, compare and contrast here. But as far as atmosphere goes, Del Toro. Um, I can't remember the director's name who did Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, but whoever he was, he had Tim Burton's seal of approval. Definitely has got that type of, um, you know, gothic horror type of shit going, man. But if, you know, we're going to get into these clips, people. We're eight minutes into this. This is These are only clips. It's not a trailer. Now we've got Corey Hawkins, who's everybody's favorite NWA member, Dr. Dre. He was in, um, he was also in The Walking Dead. He was in Six Underground. He was in, um... Not Jack Reacher. Was it a, a, a reboot of 24 or some shit? Uh, let, me, let me check and see what it was, people. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me. Let me see. Oh, he was in um, Kong Skull Island. He was in Black Klansman. I didn't know that. I did not know. I haven't seen Black Klansman, so I, you know, I wouldn't know. He was in The Tragedy of Macbeth. Six Underground. I just said that. He Oh, 24 Legacy. 24 was the show that um, Kiefer Sutherland ultimately... I don't even know why I said ultimately. Am I just using that word just loosely here? Let me shut the fuck up. First of all, if he, if this motherfucker was in The Walking Dead, he, I know he played Heath. He was a guy who had the braids in for, you know, since the zombie apocalypse started. Where the fuck did Heath go? Because I remember him and Tara were on that bridge and, you know, the zombies came out the back of the trucks. The trucks were filled up with sand or dirt or some gravel, something like that. And he ran off. He was like, yeah, I'm not going to leave you. And he kind of caused a diversion for, um you know for tara but that motherfucker never showed back up like is he gonna pop up in the maggie and negan spinoff or the daryl spinoff i don't know maybe it'll pop pop up in the carol spinoff if she ever has one you have liam cunningham in here and i know i've seen this motherfucker somewhere i'm about to look up um okay he's in game of thrones not a not a fan of that um let's see masters of the universe the hot zone God damn, what is this? This dude was in something that I'm familiar with, and I will not stop until I get to it, people. I'm scrolling down, scrolling down. He was in Safe House. I have not seen it. Yes, people, even as a Ryan Reynolds and Denzel Washington fan, I have not seen it. Oh, he was in the Mummy Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. I know I've seen him in something. I know I saw him in something. Okay, we're not going to spend too much time on that. And uh, who else we got here? David, speaking of P.A., you know, uh, you know, the crib in the building, David Dastmalshian. And I don't know if I said that name right, but he was, a uh, you know, Polka Dot Man and the Suicide Squad reboot. He was in The Dark Knight. He was the guy that had the Rachel Dolls name tag on. Damien, David Dastmalshian is in a lot of shit. Uh, you've got Chris Whaley in here and John John Breons. There's, there's a lot of actors and actresses in here. And first of all, you've got Javier fucking Botet playing dracula now big shout out to javier botet man i went out of my way to single this guy out along with people like Derek mears doug jones um oh uh, troy james i believe that actor's name is who played the jangly man in scary stories of telling the dark I, I i singled out javier botet for playing dracula because we need to put some spec on javier botet's name man he is one of the modern day movie monsters man he played the hobo like the nasty um you know the 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 leper 
in um you know it chapter one and chapter two he played the big toe corpse uh that was walking down the hallway coming after um was he coming after augie in scary stories to tell in the dark he was in there he was the slender man he was in uh what else was he in he was he played set in um the mummy the tom cruise mummy that everybody loved to hate he was the xenomorph in alien covenant for god's sakes he was in uh he was the crooked man in the conjuring 2 he was uh in crimson peak he's in safe to say javier botet is the man of the hour as far as you know uh modern day movie monsters go man he is one of the the modern day bella lugosi's you know the the claude reigns the, the the you know the uh, i almost said the vigo mortisons goddamn but y'all get <laughs> y'all get what i'm saying man that is the guy that he is man and i feel like you couldn't have got a better person if it wasn't doug jones it was going to be javier botet you couldn't have got a better person to play dracula in here and this is not your average looking dracula that they've got man this motherfucker looks like a combination like i said there's vibes of the descent and there's vibes of uh um oh my god daybreakers you know when the vampires don't get them the right amount of blood and they transform and they've got wings and all this other shit dracula looks absolutely terrifying and vicious in this movie man and we'll see we'll see what they do there's four clips here now uh what i'm gonna have to do here bloody disgusting horror big shout out to their youtube channel they've only got the three clips dropped but i'm gonna you know backpedal really quickly after we're done that third clip and i'm gonna get back to the fourth clip because i think they show dracula in the fourth clip but this first one um this first clip for the last voyage of the meter this is a uh, 41 seconds long and it says uh the clip says joseph repeats his what his warning or some shit like that i don't know people but we're about to get into this one clip let's uh something with joseph but let's see what we can see i'll hit the play button in three two one i warned you joseph repeats his I warning to the crew it is a punishment brought down for our sins. Petrovsky, a criminal, Olgarin, gypsy heathen, a whoremonger, a lecher, and from Gomorra herself. Oh, will you shut the hell up, you bleeding idiot? Abrams, take the morning watch. Oh, that's David Dalmatian right there. He will be the next to rise up from death. Satan's black blood pumping corruption through his veins. God's anger has come upon this vessel like Jonah. Okay, that was <laughs> these motherfuckers were just having a yelling match. Um, I, that clip, not really much. It's just a bunch of motherfuckers in the room just screaming at each other. You know, having a decibel match at the end of the day. Whose volume knob is bigger? That's what they were doing. Uh, I, you know. You're going to have to have moments like that because here's the thing. If you if you if we're going to have characters that we know are going to die, you do want people to have some type of attachment to them. But I'm not going to lie. I don't know if it's the accents or what, but it's um it's giving me vibes of the thing 2011, the, the prequel to uh, John Carpenter's remake of it. Um, simply because there's a lot of moments where people are yelling and screaming at each other and you know you're trying to get past the accents it's not that it's a problem because you know what type of movie you're getting into and you know what type of roles these actors are playing and you know what type of nationality uh nationalities these actors are you know in real life so you know what you're getting into but it's like like can we stop arguing and understand the fact that there's a blood-sucking dragon motherfucker with a bald head that's trying to kill us and the aminals 
on board like that those are the things that are at hand but you have to have conflict you got to have conflict in these movies horror movies any type of movie you got to have conflict resolution now you're going to have these people turning on each other at some point probably i just i don't want there to be a moment in this movie where these motherfuckers turn on each other to the point where they want to kill each other that's just that, that's just not realistic especially when there's a fucking vampire on board it, it doesn't make any sense but this next clip people um this looks like David Douse Massey, and again, in this clip, this is 36 seconds long, it says, um, the clip says, a plan to kill Dracula. It doesn't say a plan, it says plan to kill Dracula, so I just added a fucking word in there for y'all. You're welcome. But, people, let's get into this second clip. I will hit the play button in three, two, one. We have a plan. If we you see what I've seen, then you still want to plan. You say to Cambridge, astronomer, you can't think your way out of this one. What? Watch how you talk to me. This beast. And mark my words, it is a beast. Yeah. Deep down, I need it to make sense too. I need to know why. It is the way it is, why it does what it does. And then I will remind the beast that it, like the world, has absolutely no hold over me. Mmm. And then I want to kill the cursed thing. Yeah. Then I want to kill the cursed thing. You know what I'm saying? Listen, shout out to Corey Hawkins, man. Corey, Corey Hawkins, man, listen. Granted, if you want to talk about what really happened in NWA, yes, Dr. Dre has done some unforgivable things that people seem to sweep under the fucking rug. We're not going to talk about that. But as far as performances go, Corey Hawkins is another actor that I'm always on the lookout for because he is that guy he's one of those guys he's one of those uh, you know actors on the rise that i'm always rooting for that i'm always looking for but i i love that he shuts david dalsmassian's character sh you know shut that bullshit down i hear what you're saying and david dalsmassian's throwing shade he's like this isn't something that you can just figure out and you know they they trying to play him you know because he's a black man uh, he is seemingly from the looks of the trailers he's a black man with an education he's not you know he ain't no cotton picking sambo and all of that other shit that that you would normally have in a period piece like this no he is a living breathing thinking strong black man and while people aren't used to that god damn it you better respect it once he you know once he start to put his authority down because he's like yeah just like you he's like i don't know why it does what it does but he's like listen i'm i'm gonna kill the cursed motherfucker i mean he didn't say that but i listen <laughs> i would have slipped up and asked the director, like, did they say motherfucker back in 1897? Because I definitely want to say that shit. I would have, listen, I, there's a, there would have had to have been a line where I said motherfucker, man. I would have probably tried to pull Samuel Jackson rank on there and wanted to have a motherfucker in my lines or something like that. And I'm pretty sure I, you know, my name don't ring bells like that. So I probably would have gotten fired off the set. My character would have been killed off and recast, you know, if I'm lucky. But, the, you know, I, I, you know. Let's have the back and forth. Now, I'm hoping that Corey Hawkins and David Dousmassian are the two last men standing. Let's go back to back and fight this motherfucker to the death. Even if he's flying and swooping down on us, even if he's got wings and claws and fangs, doesn't matter. And talons on his feet, doesn't matter. Let's fight to the death. If we're going to die, you know, it, it, there's a line that Ice Cube has um, in, in Ghost of Mars. And I know a lot of people don't like that movie. I don't give a shit. I love it. But I love that Ice Cube says... Um, you know, he's like, I could give a damn about saving this planet. It seems like it's been after me since the day I was born. If I'm if I'm a die, I'm a die fighting, not running. And that is one of the most badass, most uh, 
you know, full circle ultimate lines that I've that I've ever heard in a movie. So I'm hoping it's a moment like that where, uh, you know, these two characters, even though we know they're going to die, they're just going to stick together, put their differences aside and fight to, you know, try to kill Dracula, even though Dracula is going to, you know, go on to create multiple multiple, uh, you know, movies and spinoffs and shit like that. But this next clip, what do we got here? This is uh, 25 seconds long. They get shorter and shorter, apparently. Uh, this says we're a doomed crew. Now, is that a play on uh, Jason Takes Manhattan where that fucking deckhand came up and he's like, this voyage is doomed? I don't know. A fake-ass crazy Ralph that was in Jason Takes Manhattan. I don't know. But let's let's hit the play button, people, in three, two, one. Oh, there's that guy. Crew, Mr. Speak for yourself. On a doomed ship. We no longer plot our course. The devil below does. And we all know where he plans to deliver us. To hell, Mr. Clemens. Damn. God damn, that that's it? Now, I had a feeling he was about to say, um, you know, we know where he plans to deliver us uh, to, to hell type of thing. I, I, I was hoping, I was hoping it wasn't going to go there. But I'd be looking at him like, <laughs> shit, I don't know how many of y'all have seen uh, Cat Williams' American Hustle, but the the part where, um, you know, the, I think the dude's name was Jamal, and they were doing like a play on 300, it was like a sketch comedy part on 300, and he was like, you know, we plan to fight to the death, or whatever they were saying, and Cat Williams is looking at him like, I don't know, who the, like, who are you talking to? You don't speak for us, <laughs> like, that's what I would have been, that's how I would have been looking at him, like, nah, you're not about to say we're a doomed crew, who was we? Cause I ain't none of you motherfuckers French on board of this Demeter. Like it's 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 it, nah. It's not gonna happen, man. I, listen, I don't know how to swim, but goddamn it, nah. Nope, we're not we're not doing that. We're not doing that. Um, the people now we we gotta wrap this up a little bit because I don't want to go a half hour into clips. But we've got uh, the third clip here, and it says um. Wait, I swore there was another one. Let me let me make sure. Let me make sure here. It says um. Anna shows her scars from dracula okay so this must be the right one they dropped it one hour ago now this is not three hours and 54 seconds long so i'm going to try to cut this off the moment that they try to this is one of those videos where it's clickbait kind of sort of but they try to lure you into a bunch of tv spots and some other shit but uh this is definitely you know what no let me go up let me go up let me go up and and, and find the people here we go here we go anna shows clemens her scars from dracula now okay Let's just hit the play button in three, two, one. Here we go. It's time to switch to Verizon. Okay, this is how I knew I I should have picked the first one. I should have followed my first mind. Now she gets to pick only the person she wants and saves on every one. All with an incredible new iPhone. Act now. They won't even let me. They won't even let me skip. It's your Verizon. It is spoken in my village of an evil that lives in the mountains above. Evil. An evil that appears as a man when it wants to hide his true nature. <laughs> he said evil. Night, he feeds on the blood of the innocent. Mm. The elders, they made bargains for the safety of our people. You are given to this man. It is not a man. An animal. No, it is not some mindless animal either. Do not make that mistake. We call him Dracula. Mm. And you, you believe that he brought you on board? Why? 
Sitting there playing with that. Oh no, that's not the call. Him. That he is on this ship, which means that we will never leave it. Wee, yo, her back. Now, have you filed a police report? Uh, because Dracula apparently has been whooping your ass, and, you know, while Dracula's supposed to be this most seductive and sensual and sultry motherfucker, he's leaving, you know, he, he putting his, meanwhile, this nigga putting his hands on her. He's putting marks and they're not bite marks, but fuck, I don't know what he's been doing to that girl. She is basically like, is she gonna be his messenger? I'm not sure what they're gonna do with this girl but she is definitely going to be an extension of dracula in this movie man listen people because we've got to wrap this up in a second i've got to get to this twisted metal commentary i don't know when i'm dropping this one i don't know if this is going to come out first or the twisted metal gonna come out after i don't know what's happening but nonetheless man i can i can clearly say that this movie based on the four clips that we just got into this is going to be a slow burn of a film and I am preparing myself for the slow burn because I want it. I want to see it. I want to be completely drawn in and completely engaged in the dialogue. Now, granted, I, I got to be honest. This is one thing for me with the period piece films. It is very hard for me to stick with and get through Shakespearean dialogue. Well, throughout thou has not has thosty saucy stast. Like I don't know what fucking language I was just speaking just now, but it's like that's when people were telling me to watch Game of Thrones. I'm like, yo, I cannot get past the Shakespearean dialogue. Now, granted, I do want to go back and watch something like Romeo and Juliet. You know, I'm talking about the one with Claire Danes and um, uh, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio, Harold Perrineau, John Leguizamo. Sure. I, I guess I'm selective with it. You know, I'm very particular about my period pieces, but when it's just a shit ton of dialogue and nothing happening, my God, man, it's just boring at, at that point. But this is a movie that, you know, I've, I've seen these four clips. I've seen the trailer. I've, I've done a little bit of research on it. This is something that I want to actively invest in. I don't mind the slow burn. I want the slow burn. I want the good writing, the good dialogue, the good character moments. I want the conflict resolution. And most of all, um, not necessarily to outweigh everything because we know what we're going here to see. But I want the character moments and everything I mentioned. But one of the biggest things I do want. I don't know if I'm contradicting myself when I say I said not to outweigh it, but one of the biggest things I want. Y'all get what I'm saying? The the spectacle. I hate to say it, man, but, you know, I'm not using it in a, in a bad term. I'm not using it in a bad sense of the word. But the spectacle, we know what we want to be one of the strong points at the end of the day. That is Javier Botet as the character of Dracula. This is a version of Dracula I don't believe we've ever seen on screen before. And, you know, just based on this one thumbnail, I thought this was an actual clip. That's why I got the, uh, you know, the, the videos mixed up at first and I was a little hesitant to go into that fourth clip. But this is just a shot from the trailer. And the ears pointed, the face looking like a fucking demonic gargoyle, the wings, you know, the talons. It is amazing. I hope that the Dracula bits are just as great as the rest of the movie. And honestly, 
if the rest of the movie is trash surrounding Dracula, then just make Dracula the driving force of this film, man. But if all of this shit works, the writing, the direction, the atmosphere, the cinematography, if all of it works well in his favor, like I said, man, I'm going to stick to my guns when I say that I think this could be one of the most slept on bangers of 2023, man. I feel like there's not so there's not a lot of buzz about this movie and it should be it should be man um you know we've gotten we've gotten so many variations of dracula man uh you know just uh, we could talk about vampire movies but i you know you guys can check out my you know top what was it top five or top 10 vampire movies with honorable mentions something like that we could we could talk about that at the end of the day however as far as dracula goes there you know the last variations of dracula that i've really been invested in dracula untold with luke evans i believe charles dance was in that movie too he was he might have been the last vampire that you know um latched on to dracula and passed everything off to him but dracula 2000 outside of that i feel like that was definitely um that was another slept on banger man and while i do have like uh, uh, like i'm very hesitant when patrick lucier is directing or attached to a property funny enough because i'm a fan of screen three uh screen three is still the best sequel in the franchise for me and patrick lucier did the did patrick lucier do the re- the rewrites i don't remember he was definitely a part of the creative process but um you know dracula 2000 man that's that's a slept on gem but we haven't gotten a lot of great variations uh in modern day for dracula you know everybody always goes to the go-to they go to um you know, they go to Bram Stoker, you know, from the 90s on up. They go to shit like Bram Stoker's Dracula and things of that nature. That's fine. But this one, I'm hoping that this one stands the test of time. And I'm hoping that this uh, this definitely is one that is remembered, man. Because I'm rooting for this director. I'm rooting for this cast that they've got. I'm rooting for what they're overall doing with this film. And I love that this is just based on one chapter of the, you know, the classic Bram Stoker novel, man. Excuse me, people. Uh, that, listen. Yes, that's the bear, people. Don't judge my motherfucking life. But I can't wait for this movie, man. I I, I cannot wait. I hope this movie is great, man. This is something that I actually um I don't I, I can't wait for this to stream. This is something I want to see in the theater, man. Like I don't normally like going to the movies. Uh, like I don't mind going to the movies at night, but this is something I want to see at night. Like I want to walk out of the theater and think that Dracula is gonna swoop down on me and fucking you know take me to the Demeter, and I'm gonna try to beat that ass. I don't know if. I, I don't yeah realistically speaking let me let me cut the bullshit I'm not gonna win that fight I don't care not gonna win that fight unless I've got like a blowtorch and you know like a garlic necklace and all the proper necessities to, to fight this version of Dracula listen I I really hope they go hard with the kills man I hope they go hard with the kills when they happen I know that this director's probably gonna make the he's gonna do this tastefully he's gonna do this tastefully man let me see um let me see what this director i know he did scary stories to tell in the dark for sure and that was pg-13 he didn't get a chance to let his freak flag fly with that shit but he oh he is also the director of the autopsy of jane doe which i watched what saturday night no it was friday night um yeah man me and the missus watched fucking autopsy of jane doe and i listen shout out to jonathan duque man uh, i got you bro I got you. Um, He actually recommended that I do commentary for the autopsy of Jane Doe. Now, while it would be my second time watching it, I don't mind watching it a second time because that movie was way better than I thought it was going to be, man. That shit was definitely creepy. Didn't rely on a whole bunch of jump scares. They were setting up the scares pretty properly. I'd 
decent shit, man. But y'all already know where to go, man. And if y'all don't, y'all can follow the podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Radio Public, Podbean, and Podcast Addict. Shout out Spotify for podcasters. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok for Meryl Tudor. Shout out to the Facebook movie group, The Cinemaniacs. And last but certainly not least, shout out to the two, the reviewers, the listeners, the lovers, the supporters out there. Definitely got some commentary to get to people. Um, I did not know that the Twisted Metal uh, TV series had dropped on a Peacock, I believe. I, I did not know that they dropped. <sighs> Y'all better wish me luck on that, man. Y'all better wish me luck. Y'all have been recommending some shit. And that is the least... I can ask y'all for y'all been recommending some movies not to say that the movies y'all have been recommending have been bad but some of them have been interesting nonetheless and some of them I look at on the list that I haven't gotten to yet and I'm just like the least y'all can do is pray for me because that twisted metal trailer y'all can go back and listen to my um you know my trailer reaction for twisted metal it was I don't know I don't know how to I don't know it's all right but there's like 10 episodes for it so I'm hoping that Maybe five of the ten episodes can be good. Can we go half and half? I don't know. We'll find out, people, when we get to the the deserted desolation, you know, annihilation of Las Vegas, Nevada, where Sweet Tooth resides to kill John Doe and any other fucking characters that may pop up in Twisted Metal along with Thomas Hayden Church and Nev Campbell because Nev Campbell's not going to be in Scream... What are we on? Scream 7 is about to come out? I don't know. Um... Y'all know I, I just be rambling, people, but y'all already know. Also, the love and support that y'all show me, I show it back to y'all tenfold and then some. So with that being said, people, yours truly, Romero Tudor. Another episode of Tudor Reviews in the can. I'll check y'all on the next one.